If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-985-1813 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-985-1813 now. Again, that's 800-985-1813. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Todd Cute and Denise Dirks. And our three-time Emmy Award nominee, but never a winner, Cal Hunter, behind the glass, doing a great job of answering phones, turning dials, pressing buttons, and staying at least six feet away from us and behind the glass. Denise, good job staying more than six feet away. You're about eight feet. Todd, you're five feet, about five feet uh, and six six inches. I'm I'm six feet away. Now you're six feet. I'm going to call the city on you. That's all there is to it. Okay. Okay, hold on, hold on. Um, those of you who are listening to uh, yeah, Officer Jones, yeah, but who do you have? Well, I got, I'm dropping these sex offenders off really quick here. Uh, yeah, Grandma Jones is over here, uh, and, and Denise Jones, and uh, we're picking her up. Yep. Yeah, sisters, they're not supposed to be talking to each other. They're five feet apart. We're taking them in. Oh, by the way, the murderer over there? Drop him off. He's yeah. okay. Bring him out. Bring him out. He didn't want him getting coronavirus. And before you call on us, we are in communications, and that is considered an essential industry, unlike someone who sells yes. toilet paper. Just yes. passing that along. Yes. And, you know, more importantly, the ABA has done a resolution to make sure that the lawyers get declared essential services right. federally. Right. And this is what's funny, because I've heard people say, in our law firm, you know, we we are there working sometimes, but we but we stay six feet apart, and... and and staff rotate. We don't come in, and they're not required to, by the way. We don't require them to come in, but we have to take care of our clients. And they're like, well, you're a personal injury law firm. Uh, you know what? We got some phone calls about people who had criminal cases that actually I just, by the way, I just referred to you, a, a criminal case, that have criminal problems, that have issues. Um, and they're like, Fred, what do I do? And, and I say, I don't handle personal. I'm a personal injury lawyer, but here's Todd Cunin. So it's it, we're essential. There are issues. And I've had people literally call my husband's in the, my boyfriend. One was a. They they claim they're husbands. I mean, husband I, and wife. Wait a minute, let me finish. They're they're. Uh, it's just an odd way to end that no, no, sentence. No, no, my I husband's know. in my boyfriend. Well, yeah, no, stop. Okay. It was a boyfriend, but they've been Trouble. like Trouble. husband and wife forever. They've okay. been living together for so long. Okay. But they're not allowing her to come in to even visit them. It's only FaceTime, and and it's just you know what can I do? How do I get a power of attorney? What? How do I take care of? I can't. You know, I've got to do some stuff for his accident. Uh, so that stuff, you, lawyers are essential to deal with the day-to-day issues that yeah, are going and, on and my job, with coronavirus. Yeah, and my job, children's cousins.
custody, right. you know, that and, and domestic violence. There's a lot in family law that is essential and involves constitutional rights. Right. Interestingly enough, so in the jurisdiction I practice in, the court sent out a notice. And this is, this is going throughout the country about how you deal with the uh, criminal procedure, the, right. you know, time limits and all that. And essentially, if it's a misdemeanor case and there's a time waiver, which means nobody has demanded their right to a speedy trial, pretty much all those cases have been put off for 60 days. And just add 60 days to whatever your next court date is and show up then. That That's in the jurisdiction I'm in. And others are doing different. Check with your own jurisdiction to find out when you need to go to court. But one of the exceptions to that, Denise, is what you're talking about, which are the family law cases where there's an emergency issue about whether or not uh, a child needs to be placed temporarily here or right, there right. or violent felonies or felonies where there are time waiver or no time waivers, people in custody. Because those time limits for a defendant don't get exonerated, don't get pulled away just because of the virus. They still exist. Right. I had an emergency hearing yesterday and appeared telephonically, um, and the judge was telephonic as well. Right. The only persons in the courtroom were the essential. Wait, did the judge staff. have his pants on? Well, it was a, was a she, so uh, I oh, hope she because did. Because <laughs> there's these great videos going around of one woman taking her phone in from a company meeting in the toilet and setting her phone down and going to the bathroom in front of everyone, and another where a guy stood up when the meeting was over and he had no trousers on or anything else. And the boss said, just a reminder, team, make sure you're fully clothed for our next meeting. <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting, too, in the court systems. You wonder what's going to – and, again, I'm not going to – this is off-law topic, which we do, 855-LAW-RADIO, if you want to call in, 855-LAW and radio. But, you know, this is going to change our world. It's going to change our – I mean, it, it, things are going to be different, even in the court systems, where everything's got to be – by the way – uh, the Supreme Court of California came out and said, by the way, you do not have to you know, send your documents in uh, via snail mail. You can just email them, basically, and that is service. And so right. now... That's a huge change. Yeah, that's, that's a huge, huge. Wow. So instead yeah. of sending yeah. in, you know, okay, you got to do so many days of notice, five days after that if it's by mail, you just email it, and that's, that's where it is. I, I mean, I hate to say this, but... Technological advances are sometimes very difficult things for those who are already established in a profession to accept. Okay, so as new technology comes in, it's very difficult sometimes for folks that have been doing it for a long time to accept that. I remember when I was in law school. I was in law school in the, in the mid-90s. And my professor in the legal research class saying, well, you know, there's this new thing out there called Lexus Nexus, you know, and that's a legal research tool now that everybody's familiar with. And West Law is doing the same thing. And they claim that they're going to be able to have all of these books online and you'll be able to do some keyword search. <laughs> but we don't think it's going to take off. So we're going to teach you how to do it the good old fashioned way by researching in books because they didn't want to accept the technology. Well, now nobody uses books. They all use online. And, and one of the other things that I saw was video conferencing in the criminal cases, having arraignments by video, doing conferences by video. It has been like pulling teeth to get jurisdictions to adopt that technology that would make things go so much more quickly. But well, it's just not the way we do it. We got to have people in person. And if there is any silver lining to this coronavirus issue, it is that the necessity 
of having the video conference hopefully will lead to a more permanent practice of doing that down the road where, okay, we had to use the technology and we're going to keep it because now we are all convinced of how efficient it makes things. It's funny because the law just changed recently, meaning the last few years, that you can have fax signatures and that's as good as an original signature, right? Yeah. Well, who has fax machines in today's world? Nobody. Isn't that, isn't that true? It's, it's the, the, the technology is way beyond the law. So the laws have to catch up a lot they do. of times to the technology. And teachers, some teachers are having difficulty adopting to Google Classroom or Zoom or whatever it is they want to use as far as a means of reaching out to their students. And yet, look at how much more efficient it is. You don't have to have a school building. You don't have to heat it. You don't have to cool it. You can just say, here, here's school. What an interesting concept, isn't it? There's so many people that do the homeschooling option right now, but the parents are the ones responsible for getting the curriculum and curriculum, and you have to meet with the teacher every once in a while to do this. Well, now I think what we're realizing is in a situation, assuming that people understand how to use the safety features on things like Zoom, which have apparently <laughs> been suspect. Yeah, um, say be careful. You got to be careful. You know, and most of those cases are because the user who set up the video chat didn't select certain things things that actually prevent people from getting in. <laughs> but uh, regardless, I think now you're running into a situation where you could actually homeschool people in a public classroom setting, still via the public schools, by having a teacher that taught a certain number of students that all appeared via the video conferencing. That's exactly right. And, and you know, you, you get a kid who's shy, you got this, you've got that, or, or whatever. People need to stay at home. you got issues. People, kids who are homesick that miss out on lesson plans but can sit in front of a computer because if they can play video games, they can go to school. And and now, I mean, it seems like that nut has been cracked. But then you've got interaction yeah, problems. Yeah, you've got society Societal issues. interaction yeah. issues. Socialization, yeah. Socialization, yeah. the kids don't know how to do that, and there's... You know, I, because I, they're I, so good at it right now. Yes. <laughs> I, always, you know, I always say the story. My son, who's in his mid-20s, yeah, I texted a girl out, went on a date, texted her. I said, oh, my gosh, a girl never go out with me if you ever, you know, just left a message for him, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all going to change. We're going to talk about Call of Duty, Julie, uh, the Laughlin case, and the transgender issue is popping up again in Arizona about uh, transgenders in uh, sports, and we're going to talk about the latest laws on that. We'll be back. Radio Law Talk will continue in just a little bit. Stay right there. We will be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14. 31? I mean, 13? We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the school steps, we hugged goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Cal, let's roll case or no case. Okay, here we go. it's time to play case or no case. Yay! Esmeralda Higgins is a lonely woman living in Massachusetts. She raised chickens and she taught school. She had a lot of money in the bank from her long-term retirement, about a half a million dollars. And you could say she was smart, but a little desperate. So she decided to look for love online, some companionship. And she found some, a man named Ali Abdallah. Mr. Abdallah was new in the country, so he too sought online companionship, a little lonely. They met electronically, and Esmeralda said, we are getting along famously. Eventually, about seven months down the road, Mr. Abdallah asked her for a little bit of money just to clear up a problem with an immigration attorney. She said, how much do you need, sweetheart? He said, oh, maybe 7000 out of cover, just the price of a lawyer. Is that all? She said, oh, lawyers are expensive. Anyway, that was okay. Is she six feet away from him? Uh, well, yes, it's all, okay. yeah, this is all done online. Oh, okay. And then... Uh, then, about a month and a half later, she said, So, uh, Ali, how is, the, how is everything going? And she said, 
Oh, sad news. I need more money for my lawyer. How much? He said, uh, how much? He said, 12000 Then it was 15000 And then finally it was thirty. After which this time Abdullah said, I promise marriage. Give me this money. Soon as it, I'm, we'll get married, I promise you. She wired him the cash and waited and waited and waited some more. Every time she reached out to Ali Abdallah, like the Beatles song, no reply. She was wondering if she was hoodwinked, so she sought legal counsel. And I ask you, Mr. Kunin, case or no case? Sure, ask the single guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's more likely going to happen to you. No, it's easy. not going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, his stage name is what? Allah Abdul. <laughs> that was actually Todd. Ali Ashford. I, I, I have a conflict of interest here. Pass. Yes, yes. I, I, I cannot answer. I'm citing the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> this, 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 this is being recorded, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say that this is a case, and I will also say, well, this is a case and something was filed. So there's that. The hard part is to say what the outcome is because my guess is that Mr. Abdallah or whoever he is, Ali was, Abdallah, Ali Abdallah mm-hmm. was never in the United States, was gone. This is, this is what's called catfishing, where somebody creates an online persona and they do that to defraud people out of money. And, and the two prime areas are dating and scams against the elderly. And the telltale sign is the wiring of money. And the reason they use that is because after 24 to 48 hours, you ain't never getting that money back. Um, and so that's gone. They, they, they want you to use Western Union all the time. So, yes, case. Um, and she doesn't recover because they're never able to track down who this individual really is. Hmm. Interesting. Ms. Dirks, what say you? Well, I, I think it could be a case of elder abuse. It could be a case of um, enforcing the marital contract, right? And But the question is, does he have sufficient contacts to be sur- sued in the United States if he is a foreign national and living in another country? Great question. Uh, yeah. The question, the answer to that would be yes, because he availed himself of the Internet and actually did this act in um, our country. Um, I think it's a really great scenario, but and it's something that happens probably all the time, but there is no case. Okay, thank you. Mr. Penny, what say you, case or no case? Denise laid it out exactly what I was going to say. This is a <laughs> scenario that happens all the time. I, this is not unusual, but let me tell you, this is not a case. It's just a scenario. Well, who do you bring it against? This guy lives in... Some place in the uh, in the world that nobody even knows. She thought he lived in the in this country. Well, she was under that impression. Of course, that's what she thought. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. there's no one to sue because it's all gone, gone, and bye bye. So, mm. uh, real scenario, no case. Todd, you're going to lose points again. <laughs> Roll it, Cal. Tell us. Well, all right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just a minute. I have to get my time card up, just so you okay. know we don't have. We have so four much time. minutes. So the he bottom... holds time cards up at the window to tell us how much time we have. Yes. We have a clock. Mm. We look at, and he holds the time cards up. Yes, Four I, minutes. I just want to make sure. So now here's the answer, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Those of you who said this was a case, that, was, that would be Todd, right? Oh, it's Todd, I'm sorry. Oh, this, has been a, this has been a tough day for Todd. It has. For those of you Big who say zero. it is a scenario yes. and no case, you are. That's correct. it. That's exactly right. So good for you guys. It, it, unfortunately, this kind of thing, Todd was right, this kind of catfishing does take take place all too frequently. 
and too many people give up their money all too readily, claiming it's for lawyers. But here's the other thing. I'm convinced, based on every time I read about one of these, that people don't know how much a lawyer should cost them. They don't know what a reasonable price. If you're a criminal guy, somebody walks in the door. If you're, you're free, what, how, does that, how do you find that out? Is there some place where you can check to see if the numbers the lawyer asks for, for, pardon me, are fair and or reasonable. You, you kind of like that GM uh, pricing at the at the mechanic shop where you go in and this is a this should be a five and a half hour job and it's seventy dollars an hour. This is what it's going to cost you. That kind of thing. I, I don't know. At least approximately, or yeah. say if we're doing this kind of case, you know, this is what we well, normally well, would. Well, I can answer that. So the law, all lawyers are different. It depends upon a number of things. Where you are in New York City is going to be cheap, more expensive than Burley, Idaho. Sure. I'll tell you right now. Of course. And and by the specialty of the lawyer or not a specialty, what they do, um, and, and there's sometimes we'll do it for a flat fee. Some lawyers will do it by the hour, um, and and it all depends on the jurisdiction. And so what you do is just check around. I mean, you, I mean, okay, you this this lawyer's charging uh, 250 bucks an hour. This one charges 150, but then check to make sure. That you know, which lawyer is good? You, go, uh, you talk to people. We we have no problem. People always say, "Well, I'm gonna check around with other lawyers." Oh, good. good. Check other lawyers. We think we're the best. Good luck. Is it negotiable? Uh, see, for us, somewhat. Is, see, somewhat. But I'm gonna say we don't negotiate. You, you know, when you hire somebody to come in and do your plumbing, or to do your tile, or, or you know your gardener, or something like, that, for the most part, your ability, the the chemistry between the two, your ability to get along, feeling comfortable as far as that the interpersonal relation, isn't that big of an issue. But in a criminal law sense, it is huge. In a family law, and even in personal yes. injury, yeah. it is huge. And so, not just for the price, but for the ability to feel comfortable sharing a certain portion of your life with this person going forward, I would definitely say you got to talk to more than one because, you know, you got to feel comfortable. Yeah, don't go ahead, Denise. Well, I was just thinking in the family law setting, we have a unique um, arrangement where we can limit the scope of what we're doing in the representation. So that does make it more negotiable. Like somebody may not be able to retain for an entire case, but they can retain you for a hearing. Right. And, you know, these... And, and it's kind of piecework in, in a way. So that's that's something that's new that's and why exciting. I, yeah, I want to point out before the end of the break is that I do it on a contingency basis. That's why you're like, oh, we're not negotiable. Well, we we charge a percentage of whatever we win. Yeah. So that's simple. So uh, generally, but I recall, I don't know, I got partners and other lawyers in my firm, uh, to my knowledge. But that's don't. pretty easy to figure out yeah, that way. But I'm sure it can be confusing right. for some people. When they go, what, what's, yeah. Is that fair? 7000 bucks for an immigrant? Is that fair? Well, maybe uh, it is. I don't know. Depends. Who knows? Right? We'll be back. We're going to talk more yeah, about the uh, issue of transgenders in, uh, in uh, sports. Athletics. Sports, sports yeah. Yeah. Stick around. More Radio Law Talk. As I told you, is coming up. Please don't go away. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish, dish, dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. If you are trying to quit... Oh, that's down. Todd had his kitty. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Yeah, back in 1963, a sub, a Navy sub for the United States sunk. Uh, this Navy sub... Uh, we never exactly found out why, what happened, and so we had Captain Jim Bryant recently bring a lawsuit uh, under the Freedom of Information Act to to have the Navy release uh, documentation to find out really what happened during this time period in 1963 and why this nuclear submarine sunk, and we have him on the line. Welcome, Captain Jim Bryant. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks. Tell us exactly. So you are a, my understanding is, you are a submarine captain. You are a former captain of a submarine. Is that correct? That is correct. And and you brought this suit to through the Freedom of Information Act to get pages to find out what happened in 1963. And so far, they've released 300 pages to you. Is that correct? No, no. no. What? <laughs> you guys have got, got, got it all wrong. No, Cal's got it no, all wrong. And Jim, Jim, it's me. I, I honestly, I, I got this from published reports, the Washington Times, the Post. I didn't have the kind of information you have, but they said that it was a 300-page report, and they were releasing 30 pages at a time. You told me that was way off base. Yeah, they're 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 going to release. The Navy has been promising us for a couple of months uh, to release 300 pages a month, and they've not done that. Uh, and so finally, the, the the judge had a conference back in February, and he told him to do that. 
and but I suspect that uh, the, the first date that we expected would be 30, uh, like 15 May. I suspect that they're going to uh, cry coronavirus. Yes. It's not going to happen. Yeah, sure. what, here's the question. What do you think? I'm going to ask you, again, you don't know exactly. What do you think, Jim, happened? What do you think happened? Well, there's a, a, a number of factors. We do not know what happened. The records I'm looking for is not going to tell us exactly what happened. Let me put that down first. What I'm looking for is what we were thinking about to have the world's most advanced nuclear-powered submarine on a routine test dive that was well planned out and scheduled, how did how did how did it sink? I mean, that, that, that's crazy. But you know, Jim, a greater question is: after all of that, they went out and changed the parameters of the test, had to go deeper than they planned the first time, and all of that. But after that, this is now obsolete technology that we're not using anymore, and still we can't get information about it. Why is that? Do you think? Well, I remember the head of the Navy in World War II, when asked about uh, the first start in, like, 1941, asked, you know, well, what do we tell the public? And he says, well, tell the public when the war is over that we won, because that's the way the Navy works. And I right. love the Navy, but that's just, you know, they don't like to tell things. So the, so you were, tell me about uh, you. You, did you, you were the captain of a nuclear submarine. What type of submarine were you a captain of? A fast attack nuclear-powered submarine, the Guardfish. The guard I commanded it uh, in the late the, the late 80s, 87 through, through through 90 at the very end of the Cold War. So the this this the Thresher that sank in 1963. Where did it sink? Do they what 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 area? Okay, it was coming out of it was it, it completed a nine month overhaul, major overhaul, in course the sample shipyard, and it did uh, shallow sea trials on 9 April 63 in the Gulf of Maine, and then it was off the coast about 220 miles uh, east of Cape Cod when it, when it uh, was doing uh, its first deep dive test and sank. Now, how many people were lost? 129, and it remains wow. the worst submarine disaster, nuclear submarine disaster, uh, because there were a number of shipyard workers on board a number of staff officers on board that are not normally on board. For example, when the Kursk was lost, it was 118. That was the next largest number. What do you hope comes out of all of this, this lawsuit that you filed on all of this? Is this a cultural change you're seeking, or is it really just hard, raw data that you want? Well, I'm, I'm looking at materials so we can understand what, what the people in the leadership were thinking. Did they just ignore the fact that this was a, a very deep diving submarine and they didn't take the proper precautions for that? Uh, we know that the quality control, the material installed, was, was really bad uh, from the, the Subsafe program. Ever heard of the Subsafe program? No. What's that? Well, you know, we, you know, we, we weren't controlling type of metal that was going into the various fittings and things in the seawater right. and, and this program makes sure that, you know, no kidding, this is really the right material, it's been tested, it's going, it's going into the system, and that we're really going to count all the bolts and make sure that the right bolts and it gets installed quickly. But from hey, Jim, hey, wait, yeah. hey, Jim, we got Todd Cunin, one of our hosts, as a question. Todd. Yeah, hi, hi, Jim. So I was reading a report. It came from an article called 50 Years of Steely Purpose. It was published back in June of 2013. 
And and just to piggyback on what you just said there about the equipment that you, that was used, apparently there was a, a feeling that maybe the ship it's, or the submarine has suffered from a failure of the saltwater piping system because silver they were relying on silver brazing instead of welding. Is that what you're talking about here? Is one of the possible that causes? some of the problems that the, the, sub, the, the substation involved. Now, the Navy Court of Inquiry, which is the main report that I want to get, okay, uh, out of 1,700 pages of testimony in this report, the Navy's only released 19. Wow. And, and that includes that they're still keeping secret a personal letter from the wife of the commanding officer who, who died on board to uh, uh, the escort, the commanding officer of the escort ship. Now, and we asked for that six months ago. And, and I did that in, because I, I, I communicate with the son of the commanding officer would kind of like to have this letter to his mother, and they won't release that yet. Got it. Okay, so here's a quick question also. Have wow. you been in touch with the the uh, family of the 129 people lost that are saying, sure. go, yes. Jim, go get it. We want to find out what happened to our family members? Yes, yes. I, I said I, I'm in contact with the son of the commanding officer. Uh, I'm, I'm in contact with the, with the children of, of one of the several of the chiefs. In fact, one of the... Um, uh, son of, of uh, one of the uh, senior uh, master chief petty officer is part of our research group. That's interesting. So wh- here's the other question I have: Where, why haven't they sent rovers down? Is it too deep? Because rovers well, they, nowadays they, they go really deep. They, they look at it. They also look- because remember you, you've got a, a nuclear reactor down there, mm-hmm. so they've been sampling the, the uh, sea life and sampling the bottom sediment to make sure. That, that none of the fission products are from, the, from the reactor core are going into the ocean. Now, is, is it true? This is right now the the wreckage, if you will, is sitting at about 8,400 foot depth. Is that correct? That is correct. So, it, so the you know any recovery, you can send sonar or uh, cameras down there, things to inspect it, but the ability to to raise the ship, to to bring it, it's I mean it's broken up apparently, but to bring well, that up six, from that depth. Six separate pieces. Yeah. To, and, the, to, and the contents are strewn all over all over the shore. It's kind of like a, a junkyard down down there. Yeah, I think so all the, you could do is pick up a pipe or two or something. Yeah, one of the things that I saw also was that I guess the debris is spread over about 134,000 square meters. So I mean that's quite large, and you know as far as. Um, where things are, I think your description as a junkyard is pretty, pretty well, telling. That, well, that, well, the interesting thing about this, Jim, what we brought up is, you know, we talk about legal issues here. The the Freedom of Information Act that you brought the lawsuits to get that information is really, really in, interesting to us as lawyers, and how that is uh, some things that allow us as citizens to obst- obtain some of the government uh, documentation that has been held for a time period, especially back in 1963, how that's going to affect us nowadays, it probably won't. And it's not some top secret thing back then. It doesn't. It almost doesn't matter. So as you get these pages, you're still working on it, you know, keep the good fight. We'll, we'll bring you back once you get the documents and find out what is actually in those papers. 
But uh, keep up the good fight, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on and and, and, and setting Cal straight. Cal, Cal, again, he's been through World. I, I appreciate it. Cal's I, been I through World it. War yeah. One, World War Two, <laughs> and the Civil War. So, uh, you know, we really appreciate you, Jim, coming on board, and uh, and we're going to talk to you later about this. Keep up the about the sinking of the USS Thresher and what the future is. So, uh, thanks again, Jim. We'll talk to you later. You're welcome. Fascinating story. So, and, yeah, go and ahead, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't all three of us get skunked on this one? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. We did. So this was a case or no case that Cal had uh, brought up, up and yeah, we and he skunked all three but of us. It's the only thing I'll say in Cal's defense, I know we're coming up on the break here. The thing I'll say in Cal's defense is he's only got about a minute, if or a minute and a half, yeah. to lay out an entire scenario to tell us stuff. So he tried to encapsulate it and... But uh, we're glad we got that information. So we're going to come back, and I'm going to read you a letter from a a mayor from a city about the coronavirus. And I'm going to ask your opinion, 855-LAW-RADIO. What do you think? We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Radio Law Talk will continue in just a little bit. Thank you, uh, Captain, for being with us right here on Radio Law Talk. And, of course, you too. And if you want to hear more, go to RadioLawTalk.com. It's right there available for you. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. 
Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you... Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Oh, come on. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So let me let me read you uh, a little uh, quick letter that went out to the citizens of a city from uh, apparently uh, the office of the mayor. It was the city uh, manager that wrote it. Is that correct, Todd? Yes. So I mean, uh, I mean, I, I want to, you know, it, basically it says as false. I'm not going to read all, everything, but. But basically, it's imperative that this community stay home as much as possible, they say. Practice social distancing protocols recommended by the Centers of Disease Control to slow the spread of corona, uh, COVID-19. Again, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Denise, tell us the exact number, 855-LAW-RADIO. It's 855-529-7234. If you have a question about this or you want to comment... Uh, and, and we're going to have a question for you. This is not only for our individual health and safety, but for the well-being of our loved ones, young and old. Okay, good. Good statement. I'm particularly concerned with the reports of significant numbers of people not following public health recommendations at the parks and open spaces. Okay. I understand the desire to enjoy the outdoors, but we must do so with our health at the forefront of our minds. Social distance of six feet and goes through what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. Here's the kicker that we ask you about. Quote, if you observe suspected violations of, the, of the, this county health order in this city, please email us or call us to the, at the police non-emergency services. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this, but the first thing I said to myself is Nazi Germany. As bizarre as that sounds. I know it's not as extreme, but what bothers me, what threw me off is we're letting out people for the coronavirus that are sex offenders. 
We're letting out people who have committed crimes. And are you going to grab mommy and her three children, call the cops? Someone, I'm, I'm calling the cops because I could see you down there at the park and you're talking to neighbor Jane with her kids. And what are you going to do, Mr. Mayor or Mr. You know, uh, uh, city Manager, when you're not even giving, uh, you're, you're, you're basically giving tickets to people uh, that are committing real crimes? How does this work? Are you telling them, like in the old days, I'm not saying this is it, but listen, in the old days, in, during World War II, when uh, Germany took over um, uh, the, the Swiss and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Poland, Poland, everywhere Poland, they went, the Sudetenland. And, and there was right, the yeah, issue yeah. of telling on people. You know, you never, I, I just watched the documentary on it. It was the friends turned on friends, you know, because mm-hmm. they didn't know, are you telling on us or not? So what is going to happen here if a friend or a neighbor says, uh, Sally Jones had her four kids. She's going to call the police and say, I saw her down there talking to Mrs. Uh, a Nutcracker and her children. You know, this just happened to me. I was going for a walk, a very fast walk, and came upon um, uh, two mothers with their four children on bikes, and the children were riding their bikes around me really close, and it was kind of awkward, and I tried to cross the street only to get other bikes coming the other direction, coming right by me, and I realized that I, I'm not even safe just to take a, a walk. But they're flying by you. They're not. They're no, not no, these them. are little kids on little trike bikes. You okay, know. Okay, but they're not going to stop. They just go by you. Move, no, they move, did. Move. They yeah. went literally around me. Uh, well, you're here, not going to get it. So, so that, here, uh, here, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. And the two mothers were within six feet of each other. All right. Well, this this is something that. So I, do you call the cops and tell on them? No, I would never do that. Okay, I try to avoid the situation. Well, I, I yeah. agree, but the question <laughs> is, and Todd's going to bring up, is it now time that we call the police? Because two moms are not six feet apart. That's 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 the that paragraph. I'm going to read it again. If you observe suspected violations of this county health order, email us at this or call this number, the police non-emergency phone number. Todd. So so a couple of things here. I, it, on one hand, to in support of this directive, or not not personally supporting, but just in the side of right. justifications for the directives. Some people might look at this and say, well, how is this different from what we, uh, when we're in Haiti and, you know, yanging out with the reggae music and, you know. It's the bad boys. It's yeah. bad boys, man. How, is, how is this any different from the directive you see on the highway? It says, please call to report suspected drunk drivers. Right? I think a drunk driver is a little bit different than a bomb five feet away and, and this, from the, another mom. So so the justification would be somebody would say, well, this is no different than calling suspected drunk drivers or neighborhood watch when you see somebody breaking in. <laughs> the, the, the problem with that justification is that with regard to this being outside, you have to look at what the county's health directive was and what it said was an essential activity and allowed and understand that just seeing somebody outside may fall under that umbrella as opposed to driving down the highway and seeing somebody weave back and forth in the road where it's highly likely that they are impaired or seeing somebody break into a house. And and to that end, what I want to say is, so I looked up the directive from that particular county, okay? And the directive was to not be outside except for essential activities. And at the end of that directive... They defined essential activities. And number three on the list of definitions was, quote, 
Engaging in outdoor activities such as walking, hiking, or running, provided six feet of space, is maintained between people who are not members of the same household. So if the county has defined an essential activity for which you are allowed to go outside, this order notwithstanding, says that family members of the same household can be within six feet of each other walking for health. How does a city manager in the same county call out that behavior that's allowed under the directive and then ask people to report it as a suspected violation? This makes no sense at all to me because it is the directive from the city manager appears to contradict the directive from the county's health department. And it's just, it's crazy. Does that and include grandkids? Does that include... Yeah, if they're into so, the same yeah. household. household. Yeah. yeah. And, and Define household. Here's another weird thing. Yeah. In several Northern California cities, the city folks have created websites where you can rat on businesses that are considered non-essential Ready? who decided to stay open to feed their Ready families. For this? We can't have that. Los Angeles for, brought his first five businesses. It is bringing criminal... Um, um, charges charges yeah. against five, four or five businesses in LA that were open that they're claiming are non-essential. And I, again, wow. wh- why am I getting up? I'm worried, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> about the government taking too much control of our lives. It's now, a long reach, Fred. It's a, that and, and that's yeah. the question. And I know yeah. that. And I'm just saying, I'm glad we've got to do stuff for the coronavirus. We, but the question is, is it now time for neighbors to rat on neighbors over the coronavirus? That's where I'm wondering if it's pushing too far and getting scary. Go ahead. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying, I'm just telling you that's what I throw out there for you to listen to. And, and, and I the think bi- it's a great question. And the yeah. big concern I have about that is... There are going to be a, a directive like this makes people feel empowered to become quasi law enforcement officers. And the directive is call the cops. But there's going to now be a subset of society that just decides they're going to take the law into their own hands and confront people and tell them they have to sure. go home and not call. Because when they do call, the cops aren't going to show up every time because they're probably inundated. And now folks are going to say, well, it's just a public health thing. And it, it it's going to lead to unintended and possible confrontational consequences. Yeah, there was a group of, of neighbors that tried to keep their one neighbor from coming out of their house and going anywhere because yeah. they thought, they suspected that he had co- um, coronavirus, coronavirus, and he did not. And they put a tree across yes, his... Yes, they put a tree across his driveway, yeah. um, or the road. I think it was actually a road to get out of his access road. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's true, but then the other side of it is that you have to, you know, if you see people in the park and they're barbecuing and they're all together to, you know, that... That could be a situation where you should call Unless the, the family. The, the, no, I would say no. House. I would say no way. No way. Yeah. No way. One of our listeners says, crazy. bad boys call the cops. Yeah, bad boys <laughs> well, call I mean, the cops. I, I think so. The cops are, you know, we're letting sex offenders out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're letting sex offenders but out grandma, of jail. Grandma, you're going grandma, to jail. Grandma, you're going to jail because you are next door neighbor uh, Martha and we're talking. If the cops do show up, the most they'll get is a promise to appear. <laughs> oh, by the way, the sex offender, you're fine. Just stay right there. Okay, Grandma, we're, we're, we're hauling you and you talk. We'll be back. Third hour.
You have been listening to Radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. saw this, but there was just this big study about anxiety among us. Really interesting in this study about what can keep us up at night. One of the top stressors out of all the things to worry about is paying for health care. A huge majority of us say we're worried about that. It's totally understandable, but there's an affordable alternative to health insurance. It's MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and it has worked beautifully for more than 25 years. And not only do people save lots of money, they get access to a huge network of doctors. They get to take advantage of 24-7 live access online where they can talk to a doctor and even get prescriptions. And of course, there is the savings. With MediShare, the typical family saves $500 a month. That can help you sleep easier, too. There's a lot to love about it. No wonder it's grown so much. Here is the number to find out more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-B-I-B-L-E. 833-34-BIBLE.